Hawks Hawks. Live. Every Thursday from 7 to 9, live at Snoqualmie Casino. Now, here's your host, Dave Dave Wyman. Welcome to the Snoqualmie Casino. We're here live. We'll be here every Thursday night. If, unless there's a Thursday night game, right here on 710 ESPN Seattle during the football season. Love the people here at Snoqualmie Casino. They, they take good care of us here, and uh, it's a beautiful place. So come on up here. It's like going on a little mini vacation yeah, up here. Yeah, so just a little short trek yes, outside and of town. Make sure before you leave your house to make sure you plug in Snoqualmie Casino on your map <laughs> so you don't go the wrong way like Ray Roberts did. Exactly. Ray headed towards Canada. <laughs> Earlier today, but now here he's it made, here. It made getting here all the more fun. Yeah, there you go. And uh, it's good to have you here, Ray. We were talking a little bit about Jadavion Clowney. I think is, is really interesting. First of all, the first time I met him when he walked in that little room, the Cortez Kennedy Broadcasting <laughs> yeah. Room, yeah. Uh, I was like, wow, he's one of those guys you want to get off the bus first. Right. Like, he's just a very impressive-looking athlete. And like we were talking about with Clayton, he's one of those freakish athletes, you know, like a wide receiver mm-hmm. who is great size and athletic ability. And the, the one play I love to talk about was a sack that he missed. But the reason why I like talking about it is he was double teamed. And John Clayton mentioned the number of times mm-hmm. some nerd sat there and watched how many times he was <laughs> double teamed. And he's one of the you know fourth or fifth most double teamed players in the league. But he beat a double team so clean that he fell down. Oh, yeah. Like he was expecting to get more pressure, but he, it was such a – and Brandon Jackson told us that he's an instinct player. Like he right. doesn't go out there with a, I'm going to do this and then that. He just goes out there and lets it happen. So, but, um, you know, he's been very disruptive in the run game. And, you know, he draws penalties. He knocks down passes. He picks off the ball. He scored a touchdown, uh, forced fumble. Yeah, he, he's the, the thing about him is uh, I was in, I had moved to Virginia for about five years. And uh, so I've been watching this dude since he was in high school in South Carolina. Like, that's how big his legend was on the, in, on the East Coast. Wow. And that was before he got to South Carolina. Like, it was amazing that he actually went to South Carolina because he could have gone anywhere in the country and he went to South Carolina. And then so he did amazing things there. The one thing I will say, though, is that given all of the things that he brings to the table and his athleticism, and I think you just hit on it where you said that, uh, uh, that they were saying like he's an instinctual player, <clears throat> I, I think he could be a 13-sack dude if he had a definite pass rush move a plan like, yeah because <clears throat> his move is the is, is the rush with power right he, he does yeah. that a lot bull rush but it's as an offensive tackle if i know that you're way more athletic than i am yeah. i want you to bull rush me mm. because i get to stay between you and the quarterback right. and then it's hard to get off a bull rush unless you just totally run me over and dump me on my on my rear end it's hard to get off the the bull rush to get a sack mm. because you're so tied up with the offensive lineman and so i would like to see you know, if they re-sign him here during the offseason, for him to really work on using his explosion off the ball to really sell his speed and quickness because then that's what puts the fear in the tackles because then, then you get the guy's shoulders turned, ready to run him up the field, and then he transfers that speed into power, mm-hmm. and then his bull rush becomes more, even more dangerous as a pass rush weapon and not just a pressure weapon. That he can, I mean, I think he really could rack up the sacks, and, and I think because he's so athletic, and but now because hearing that he's more instinctual, the places he's been before, it's like he's like a cool little toy. Like, oh, man, we can drop him into coverage. Yeah. We can line him up over the guard. We can put him over the center. He can stand up. He can go three-point stand. So there's all these different things that you're trying to get him to do, and he does them all well. But I, I do think that he could be a, 
even better pass rusher uh, if there was more attention to maybe using the bull rush as a counter move and mm-hmm. using his speed and quickness as the initial move, as it, the initial pass rush. Well, and you mentioned that they have dropped him back into coverage a few mm-hmm. times, and I'm like, that's a waste of resources, yes, man. And I, I'm not yeah. trying to be a defensive coordinator. Yeah, I've, always, I've always been kind of a, not a fan of dropping defensive linemen back into coverage because mm-hmm. it's not what they do. Right. You know, Jaron Reed, the other day, he had one zip past his – his head, he was, you know, dropping back like a linebacker, and he didn't get his head around. The ball goes right past him. Didn't end up being a, a completion, but yeah, I just, uh, but that's just my my one little complaint. I, I promise you that Kenny Norton does a much better yeah. job than I do. But you know, it's just an interesting question. And we talked to Clayton about uh, what kind of salary you would be paying him that's twenty true. to twenty-two million dollars. I mean, has he shown right. that yet? I mean, I think it. You're going to need to see four or five, six more games, mm-hmm. you know. But, I mean, look, you can't. I think that the expectations have been very high for him. Right. And really, if you look at it, like he's, John said, I think uh, he's not necessarily a double-digit sack guy, but what he is is a really disruptive player. Yeah, yes, he is. And, and even the expectation, I think, of when we saw that whole lineup on paper, when it was like, oh, man, you're going to have Anza, you're going to have Clowney, you're going to have Reed, and then you're going to have the, the best linebacking core in the whole NFL. So you yeah. thought, like, man, this front seven was going to be something to be reckoned with. But with Anza's injury, with, the, with not having Reed ready, you know, ready to be in the season to develop that inside rush. And then, and then maybe you can speak to this better than I can, Dave, Bobby Wagner at the end of games, you go like, wow, like he had 18 tackles or he had 13 tackles. But he hasn't like jumped off the screen like he has in the past. And so I don't know if that's scheme stuff because they seem, they seem to rush Kendricks more at the quarterback and not blitz Bobby mm-hmm. as much. But I don't know if you get the same feel that I get, but I feel like, man, like where's Bobby? Like I, yeah. I want to I see that big hit, that interception. That right. I don't know if that's something that you've been able to see with Bobby in that front seven. We, we talked about it before the game, and uh, Rabel and I were talking about keys to the game, and I said I think two things are going to happen here very soon, very quickly. One is going to be they're going to start to get sacks, and the other is going to be Bobby Wagner's going to make a bunch of big plays. Right. You know, like he had that game last year. But, I mean, look, you know, one of the things is I, I've complained in the past about, you know, do they take on blockers right. enough? But if you watch Bobby, and this is something I read about Dick Butkus back in the day. <laughs> I mean, he was a big punishing linebacker, right? right? Well, the offensive linemen all said, yeah, he's not that tough because he wasn't trying to hit offensive linemen. Right. He was trying to hit the running back, and that's really the point of playing mm-hmm. linebacker. And so Bobby does kind of dance around blocks, but he's really good at it. There was a lead play the other day where – fullback just a eye formation a fullback and a tailback and i was watching this play going this is the difference between me and bobby <laughs> i would have ran up there and tried to kill that fullback and not made a tackle and he probably would have ran for 10 yards bobby goes up there and just puts this really quick move on the fullback gets around and makes a tackle for one yard game right so i mean that's it's just a different style of how him and kj both play so you know i think bobby is he is he a pro bowler in your mind or do you think he needs more? Well, you know, I, I think if you look at his tackle totals, like they're going to be it's gonna, seventy-five. Yeah, it's going to have a lot of tackles. So you're gonna you're gonna look at him and go like, yeah, he. If you if you haven't seen him play, and you know how the Pro Bowl voting goes for players, sometimes you just see the stats and you go, oh well, yeah, he's still the Madden ninety-nine guy. Right. You know what I'm saying? So that's Bobby Wagner. He's going to get the the automatic vote, uh, and he should. He's earned that respect. But but as a but as a fan, 
and just knowing the impact that Bobby can have on it on a on a on a game, I, I can't say that he's not playing at a Pro Bowl level. He's yeah. just not playing at the level that that I have become accustomed to seeing how he just pops off the screen. Like you, like you said, making plays like that or how he can shut down the run game by himself or bat down the ball to get a big hit across the middle, pick up a fumble, get like an Like the San Francisco game last year. Yeah, yeah. Or, or like the Rams game last year here where they blitzed him a few times and he was like just blowing up golf even though he wasn't getting the sack, but he was killing him. Yeah. And that, that really impacted the game. And so like that, that type of stuff, you know, is, is – what I'm accustomed to seeing Bobby doing. Yeah, and I, other Pro Bowlers uh, possible. Chris Carson is headed for over 1,300 yards yeah. right now, and we're at the halfway point. Uh, three touchdowns for him. Uh, I feel like Tyler Lockett definitely has to be in there. He's headed for 1,200 yards and eight touchdowns. I can do the math on these easy halfway <laughs> through, Bray. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for laughing, man. I really appreciate that. Uh, and then, you know, I'm looking at, uh, how about Shaquille Griffin? So he's got eight passes broken up. He is playing really well right now. Um, I think he needs to get some interceptions before um, before he is maybe th- you think about him as a pro bowler, but he sure has played well within this defense. Yeah, and he's played well in comparison to what he's played in the past. I think he was on your show uh, at the beginning of the season, he said he gave himself an F or something like right. that for yeah, D minus, D minus yeah. something for last year, and which is like you know we're all our own worst critics. So he right. wasn't that bad, especially <laughs> if you're a good pro. Like <laughs> yeah. I would say, it's a tortured existence, right? Exactly. You, yeah. you don't ever think about your good plays. You think you about, think about all play. the bad plays, and so. But when you look at the weekly pro football focus ratings of like defensive backs, he's every week he's in there somewhere. Mm-hmm. Like he, like a few weeks he's been in like the top five. One or one week or so, he was like the number one uh, cover corner. So, like, if 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 guys are paying attention to that type of stuff more and more, it seems yeah. he he may have an outside chance of being like an alternate or something. Like you said, the, the interceptions may hurt him, but uh, but if you watch him play football, uh, he has done a very good job of stepping up his game from where he was last year. First of all, recognizing where he needed to step up, his fitness, his coverage skills, his yeah. mentality, and all those kinds of things, and then going and correcting and improving on it. So he's done a really good job with that this year. How impressive was Jamarco Jones' performance in that Ram game? He's a tackle. Guy got drafted so, out of Ohio State I'm just going to say, look at the – I, I got goosebumps. Because oh Jamarco Jones, Dave, like – and I said this on Twitter, and, I, and I, I'm not trying to overpraise him, but – I was trying to think of, like, who he reminds me of. And he reminded me of Kevin Mawai. Hmm. So when Kevin Mawai came here as a, as a rookie, I think he was a third-round draft pick out of LSU who had played center. And, uh, but we had, I think, Joe Toffelmeyer or Ray Donaldson was the center at the time. And so, so he backed up center, but he played both guard spots. And he even played some tackle sometime in his, in his rookie year. And he did it so efficiently and effectively, you knew at some point, wherever he plugged in, he was going to be a really good football player. And, uh, and that's what I see in Jamarco. The dude is so smooth and athletic and powerful, and he keeps, like, good power angles, like, in, the, in his knee bend and in his, keeping his pass low and his hand placement. And to be able to play both sides of the ball uh, in positions he had never played before. Yeah. Uh, but then also I think he's a, he's, he has a chance to really compete for that right tackle spot uh, next year as well. And he took snaps at center yeah. last week. This dude – I nicknamed him the truth because he is, he is the truth, and I, I, he's going to be hard to keep off the field next year. Well, and I'll tell you what, you'd be happy to know. We re- interviewed him actually today on the huddle, and uh, 
Somebody said something about him doing a good job, and he looked him right in the eye and said, I really appreciate that. That's nice of you to say. <laughs> I'm like, this guy is very, for a guy in his second year, he doesn't get rattled. No, he is not very, at all. Yeah, very calm. Uh, I just, I think the future is I'm really glad you brought there. him up because I really, I, I really wanted to, to, to. To do like three more segments on yeah, him? Because yeah, because the dude, I mean, it's just really awesome to watch him play, Dave. Like, yeah. he, he's very smooth. Uh, he, he plays with power. He can play with athleticism. Yep. And uh, looking forward to seeing him get more reps. All right, coming up next, right here on Hawks Live, we're going to go inside the film room, and we're going to check out three of the biggest plays in the win over the Falcons last week. That's next on Hawks Live. Hawks Live, every Thursday from 7 to 9, live at Snoqualmie Casino on 710 ESPN Seattle. Welcome back to Hawks Live here at the Snoqualmie Casino. Ray Roberts, Dave Wyman, and we're going to go inside the film room. Ray, you know, at the end of my career, I was so sick of watching film. <laughs> and now I love it again because I don't have to watch it all the time. But uh, Nasa Chobi, our executive producer, puts together clips for us uh, every week to, to take a look at. Uh, do you feel that same way about film, by the way? Uh, you Did you know, get tired of it at the end? Yeah, I, I, I did. I did. I never. I, you know what's interesting? I think I was. Like, you know how they say Clowney plays on instincts? Like, I did that a lot, too. Like, I could. I could in, in the game, I could understand where I faltered, like where I needed to be better. And I didn't. I would sleep through the film most of the time. <laughs> but, but then I just told Nasa last night. I got up and watched the last two Seahawks games and the last week's Tampa Bay game uh, on film because I could kind of do it when I wanted to do it because I wanted to do it, not because someone was making me do it. Not because you had to. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Sitting in a meeting room. Uh, All right. Well, let's look at this first play. And, uh, you know, DK Metcalf, I don't know how you feel about him, Ray, because we haven't talked about him, but I feel like he is maybe the best rookie that they've had around here in a long time. I feel that way about Marquise Blair, although I haven't spoken to him, but I've spoken to D.K. Metcalf a couple of times. And D.K. Metcalf is just mature. Uh, He doesn't play like a rookie. And the other day on second goal at the Atlanta 4, he made a really heads-up play. Metcalf and Lockett in a tight slot on the left side. Quick snap to Russell, who's going to throw inside. Touchdown, Seahawks! D.K. Metcalf! Hawks got right up to the line of scrimmage. Quick snap count by Russell, and Metcalf was right in the middle of the field all by his lonesome from four yards out. The Seahawks lead the Falcons 9-0. Yeah, and so on this play, D.K. Metcalf and Tyler Lockett were lined up in kind of a a close formation. Um, All 11 players were, like, within, you know, inside the tackle box, but you could tell that First of all, Russell hurried them up there because yes. they were confused defensively. They were trying to switch sides and get a, a matchup. But then also uh, it looked like uh, there was a little bit of a mistake there where both guys went out and followed Tyler Lockett out to the outside zone. DK Metcalf, just like a veteran, just sat down in his zone, caught probably the easiest touchdown he'll ever have. Well, that's the thing that was impressive to me about that situation is that uh, they knew. I think you know. I think the whole offensive knew that they were kind of rushing the defense, and then for DK, right as the ball is snapping, he already has his head turned to the quarterback, immediately making himself available to the quarterback and not just blindly running to a spot and turning around. And so, to me, that shows like some awareness on his part. But it also, to me, may speak a little bit to the the, the workouts that he did with Russell during the all season and just being familiar with where Russell's going to put the ball, where he, how he needs to make himself available in, that, in a situation like that. And, uh, but the one thing I will say is that 
I did hear him on on the radio the other day saying um, he he wanted to not act like a rookie, so yeah, he wouldn't call like him a rookie. rookie. And I'm just like, yeah, too bad, dude. It's, it's <laughs> like, for a hundred years, dudes like you have been called a rookie. Like for like, I thought my first name was rookie. Like my my first year, so it doesn't matter how well you play or or what you do, you're going to be rookie until next year. Uh, but but not nah, the, the thing I like about DK is that when you look at his stats for the year, I think he has four touchdowns, about 402 yards of uh, receiving, and they I think they haven't even really figured out how they want to use him and 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 having him that involved in the offense yet. He's the most targeted receiver in the in the uh, end zone, and so I think I'm. Very well pleased at where he is right now in the production and what he's brought to the team. The other thing I love about him is once he gets the ball in his hands, he's looking to attack people. Yeah, yeah downfield runner. And, yeah, and so he's a big physical physical guy, and I just I love the way he plays. Very mature guy. Next play, uh, linebackers love getting interceptions, man. <laughs> you ask just about any linebacker, he wants to get his hands on the ball. And on this play, which ended up being an RPO, it was uh, something that I diagrammed on 710sports.com, do a little thing called Football 101. And, uh, you know, it kind of took took uh, everybody through what this looks like, what an RPO is. And Michael Kendricks read this run-pass option really well, and uh, he, he it paid off for him. Shot from the shotgun, play fake, looks, going to throw one down the seam. It's intercepted, Kendricks! Matt Schaub was throwing down the seam, trying to get to Julio Jones, and leaping to make the interception was Michael Kendricks. And the Seahawks take over in Atlanta territory. I thought it was a really good job of him. Uh, We were talking to Cody Barton about this. He said he didn't have any outside uh, run gap responsibility is one of the reasons why he dropped. But if you look at both Bobby and KJ, they both step up. Uh, you know, a couple of steps to check run, mm-hmm. and rightfully so because they get pretty aggressive blocking on that side. Right. But on the backside, Jake Matthews he sets up and pass blocking. It's it's a little bit more obvious. And then the other thing is, I think Michael Kendricks took a little peek out there and saw something in Julio Jones. The way he was standing, you know, and we, we talked about that with Cody. As a defensive player, you can tell sometimes when a guy, unless they really sell it, you can tell if the ball's coming to them. Yeah. They're a little bit more extra ready or nervous. Well, it's interesting. That, uh, my son Price did uh, Russell Wilson's uh, uh, quarterback academy that's run by Jake Heaps, and both uh, – Jake and Russell did a good job of talking to the quarterbacks about looking at the posture of the of the defenders. Hmm. Like what posture, and you can tell like where their body lean is, where their weight is, if they're dropping, if they're coming, like what they're doing. And so I think you know maybe he saw that uh, in Julio. But the thing that I noticed, Dave, was that he when he I think he he had a suspicion that that was coming. Obviously somehow, but you can tell that as soon as uh, Schaub went to the throwing motion his backpedal accelerated because he knew exactly where the ball was coming, and then he was able to get right in, into that lane. So he did a lot of dissecting on the move in that, in, on this play right here, which speaks to the dude's athleticism. It speaks to his ability. It speaks to like why he's one of the three uh, in this core of great linebackers. Yeah, and he's the reason why they're not taking a linebacker off the field and putting a, a nickel guy out there. You're, you've got a, a better player out there on the field. There's some matchup problems maybe uh, along the way, but I think they've benefited from it. And one of the reasons why he's out there so much is because of plays like this. Yes. Just very athletic and uh, 
he's really low to the ground too and you know here's one thing that i've been defending him on not that I, he needs me to defend him but people have been saying he misses lot, lots of tackles in mm-hmm. and bob stelton put it like it's like a, a short stop with really good range right i mean that guy he's going to get to balls that other people aren't going to and it's going to tip off of his glove and then it looks like oh he missed that one but right. I think Kendricks gets to more tackles than other guys do. Right. And so the ones that he does fall off of, I don't think any of the other players would be close. Well, the other thing, too, is I love that dude's motor. Like, yeah. as, a, as an offensive lineman, those are the worst dudes to play against because even when you think you have them blocked, they never think they're blocked. <laughs> you know yeah. what I'm saying? And so, and so there's nothing that tells them, hey, I'm not going to get there, and they slow down. They just keep going. It's like a John Randall uh, uh, type of player who just win, lose, or draw. He's coming at you with the same effort uh, every single time, so you have to be on top of your game every single time. So I see a lot of that in Kendricks. Three plays here. We got two uh, with, with rookies, and I, I mentioned both these guys that I love. D.K. Metcalf, of course. Marquise Blair is another guy. Just I love the way he plays. I think that they need to get him out there on the field, and they're doing it right now. And he made a huge play that was very important in this game. Now he calls it a four-man rush for the Hawks to throw inside to Freeman, makes the catch. He drops the ball and comes out. Bobby Wagner picks it up. And he brings it back to the five-yard line. Devontae Freeman was trying to reach the ball across the goal line. It came out. The Seahawks recover inside the five. Falcons are saying the ball was down. Seahawks have the ball. Play stands. They're playing a zone here, and, you know, down by the goal line, you get you got to mix it up. You can't play all man down there. And Marquise Blair was kind of up in the box alignment-wise, and then, dropped out to the outside, passed one receiver off to the corner, and then kind of jumped the route with, uh, with Bobby Wagner. And you could see on the replay, it's amazing. It's almost like his brain was going in slow motion because mm-hmm. he was, like, putting his hand on the ball. You could see the concentration and the, and the effort that he made to get this ball out. And this was a key turnover. I mean, if they don't get this, I think this is a different game. Yeah, and the, the thing, too, Dave, is like I've heard some people this week say they got lucky with the turnover right here. And this, there was no luck involved in this. This was no. all, like you just said, like he, first of all, came, came off his, his drop. He secured the tackle. And, you know, in the preseason, he had a couple penalties for how he was tackling. You can tell that right. he has learned from that. So he, he kind of led with his shoulder. And then as the tackle, as the ball carrier is going down, he is reaching out, like you said, to knock the hand out. There's nothing lucky about that that was all because of effort and because of a great play that that created a turnover and that's you know there's been some uh, criticism part of the hand wringing this week has been over the defense giving up that many yards to to Matt Schaub but this is kind of a, a throwback type of play for what the Seahawks defense used to be about yeah They're like if you're going to march 70 yards down the field a 12 play drive at some point you're going to make a mistake or we're going to get a turnover. Well, the, the other thing, too, is right after the game, I think there was a stat that said, I think since Pete Carroll has been here, there's been like five times a quarterback has passed for like 460 yards or more. Sales has won every single one of those games. Isn't that something? <laughs> so, yeah. so sometimes you can take the stats and just throw them right out the window. You know, you know, <laughs> they, right. don't, they don't mean anything. Yeah. Well, coming up next, we'll talk to another rookie, LJ Collier, who is the, the first-round draft choice out of TCU. He's going to sit down with our own Taylor Jacobs, play a little video games, and do a little interview. That's next. Oh, they're going to play NBA 2K 
2020. Yeah, Are you any I, good at that, Ray? No, they, they changed up how you shoot, and you have to use more touch and release and stuff, and I, I can't. You can, can give me it. Steph Curry, and I'll go one for 30. <laughs> <laughs> We've got to get you playing some of these guys. I, I, I can play the football one. I can play yeah. Madden, but the basketball, <laughs> yeah. All right, we'll see how Taylor Jacobs does. That's next on Hawks Live. Hawks Live, every Thursday from 7 to 9, live at Snoqualmie Casino on 710 ESPN Seattle. Joining me now in Hawks Live Gaming, LJ Collier. We had to get going. We were, we were too busy chatting beforehand. We had to jump right into it. So we'll jump right into the gaming, right into the conversation here as we play a little NBA 2K20. Big 2K fan? Oh, yeah. Yeah? It's my ish. Yeah. <laughs> so of all the uh, teams, I guess, are you, are you watching still the NBA? Or? Oh, yeah. Of course. Yeah. I'm a Lakers fan. Okay. I'm excited. So... AD and Braun in six. Tell me about oh in six. Mm-hmm. Okay, we're gonna win it all this year. There we go. Big claims. What what, what did you think after that opening game? I know some people had some thoughts. Clippers first game. Yeah, Kawhi Leonard's the real deal. Like no, there's no if ands or buts around. Yeah, dude can play it. I, mean, I swear he doesn't breathe. But you know, <laughs> I'm not really a LeBron fan, but he can. LeBron James is the best basketball player in the world. Yeah, he does this for a reason. He's gonna stay calm. We're gonna do what we gotta do. Do you think he's the greatest of all time? No, nah, Kobe Bryant is. Oh. Kobe Bryant. There you go. Hey, man. Why Kobe? Over Jordan and LeBron. What? He's just nasty, man. His mentality, what he do, he's, just, he's a scorer, man. He, he's just a dog. And, like, you see, like, just like what's going on with Kyrie Irving right now. People are mad at him. He's just passionate. That's why he went to the Nets, because he didn't want to go somewhere and join somebody, because he want to do it himself. That's yep. how I see it. I don't know, man. He's just passionate. He want to win. LJ with the 76ers here. Me, I'm going Boston Celtics. And we'll, uh, we'll tip things off here. Bad record for me so far in this game, so I'm hoping to try and get a W. <laughs> Dwayne beat me by, I think, 20 points. And uh, we got closer on, like, Leno and everyone else. But see, early pass, man. Rookie year. I'm sure you're learning a lot so far about the game and the NFL at, at this level. But what's been one of the biggest lessons so far that you've learned this year? Training camp's a big deal. You need that. Yep. And really just, man, every practice counts because, you know, Sunday gets here quick. I mean, you can't take any day for granted. You really got to be on your technique, man. You got to be technique sound. And really, the NFL humbled me when I first got here. I ain't going to lie to you. And I found out what I really need to work on and what I need to get better at. I'm just, what, do you do, uh, what, what do you think you need to get better at? Technique, you know. There's plenty of better things. You know, I'm going to take a look at myself after the season and just reevaluate with my team and we're going to get together. We're going to do what we got to do because, you know, this is a you know big pro program and they're used to winning. And, you know, I want to be a part of that any way I can. Yeah. Oh! You gave me that one. I'll just say you gave me that one. You're being nice. You're in the locker room and you're in that meeting room with a couple guys like Jadavian Clowney and Ziggy Onso. What's it like having a couple veterans like that? in that locker room to help in your first year. It's awesome, man. Those guys are, man, they're well-established, man. Just seeing how they work and how they grind and just, I'm getting it from all aspects. Those guys have been in the league 10 years, you know, to two to four, and I'm figuring out how they like it and how they get things done and how they do things, yep. you know? So I'm just figuring out where I kind of like myself and how I can do things. It's just showing me what I need to do it. I'm taking a little bit from everybody. I love that. What, what, what else are you taking from the other position groups? Because I know some people don't even think about that, but what are you learning from the other groups out there? Man, Bobby Wagner is just... Uh, yeah. Tell me about that. Unreal, man. His work ethic, him and KJ, man. Russ, all those guys, look how they just strictly work for them. And, you know, they work hard. They come up here. They don't say much. And, you know, that's why they're in the position they're in. 
Yeah, I mean, that guy's 99 on Madden for a reason. I don't think they just give those away. So. Oh, yeah, I don't either, man. You yeah. can just see, like, <laughs> like their work ethic and stuff like that. And That's why I was so excited to come here, man, just to get to work with those guys. And, you know, they're the best in the game for a reason. And they've been the best for a long time, man. Like, yep. I ain't gonna lie, when I was in high school, it was like a point in time where I thought Seattle was unbeatable. Yeah. So, you know, LOB, you know, all those guys. Tell me what it was like when you got that call letting you know that, hey, you're, you're, you're coming up here. You're going to be a part of this organization. Man, it was just unreal because, you know, I didn't think I was going to go in the first round that day. And me and my family were, you know, I, I told my agent I really didn't even want to, you know, have it that day. Mm -hmm. But, you know, he convinced me. And just for those guys to take a chance on me and give me an opportunity to come here and be with this great football team. And it's unreal, it's unreal man. I love it. You I know, love I love that. it here. And I love the atmosphere. I love the environment. You know, even before I got here, people were telling me <clears throat> just... The atmosphere out here. Yeah. You know, one, some guy was like, man, if you get to go anywhere, man, see, I was a good place, you know. And I really believe that just because some guys have came here this year, JD, you know, Al, Ziggy, they all come from different places in here, and, you know, it just makes me want to grind hard and be here, and, you know, because I felt like, you know, if I'm going to do anything, you know, why not? You know, Russ is playing unbelievable. He's playing his best ball right now, and he's the best quarterback in the league, me right now, just from watching stats and stuff yeah. like that. And, and I feel like, man, it's just something you want to be a part of. Yeah. You know, this is why I need to, I feel like I need to grab another gear, you know, help. That's what they brought me here to help out, you know, just do my role, and that's what I want to do. Love that. All right, 10-4, start of the second here. LJ and, I guess, TJ. I'll go by my initials today. Um, oh, man, come on. Can't commit to that. Oh, come on. Oh, oh Out wow. of bounds. That's my ball. If you were the coach of the Seahawks basketball team, you had to draft five guys. What five guys are you are you putting on your roster? Ooh, that's three. Uh, let's go. Uh, was it Malik Turner? He's a he's a good shooter. Yep. Uh, I'm gonna go Bobby. I feel like he's pretty good. Yep. Uh, where am I at? George, Malik, Bobby. Bobby. Mm -hmm. I'm going to go with my dog, Coach Norton, because he came up there and okay, put on Okay, there we go. No one's taking a coach so far. I like that. I'm going to go with Coach Norton. Um, he's the last one who got that jumper in, man. I'm going to go Chris Carson. He had a good jumper. Anytime uh, I seen Chris get up okay. there, hey, man. He can, I, I like he that team. Hey, man, I feel like we got a solid squad there. Yeah, that's a pretty physical team. I like that. Coach us up, man. We got yeah. George at the five. What, what's yeah. your coaching style? What's, what sort of inspiration are you going to instill in your team here? Hey, man, we're going to run the court. Yeah. Hey, keep the ball moving. The ball don't touch the floor. Keep it rolling. <laughs> So, I have to ask this question. You're a Texas guy. I think one of the biggest questions we talk about here in this country is the best barbecue. Texas, for sure, but I'm I'm the type of guy that, like, there's a few places you can go, but I, I enjoy my dad's barbecue. There you go. What 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 does your dad do? What's the specific dish that you just... He make ribs. He can smoke a brisket, you know, but I ain't gonna lie. The best ribs I've ever eaten had to be my aunt. My Aunt Nikki. Real. Unreal. I don't know what she puts on them. <laughs> and I went home in May, and my Aunt Curlin made a brisket that was so good. You didn't need any sauce. It was just straight. You don't need no sauce with it. It was just straight meat. I was like, God. Ah. It's unreal, man. It makes sense. That's the type of stuff you want to go home for, man. Yep. As far as this defense and some of the things that you, I guess, you've, you've talked about the lessons you've learned and the things you want to improve on, but... Watching these other guys, what's been the most fun about watching and being a part of this Seahawks defense? Because, you know, it's usually all it's all business. We're talking about those types of things. But what, what's been just the most flat-out fun for you? Man, just how much everybody's just enjoying life, man. Just the atmosphere here. How much Pete and I really care about, you know, just 
making it fun here. You know, I'm not just coming up here, all right, well, we pay you, so you gotta do this and that. And, and I've never been anywhere else, so I don't really know, but I know just come from college where, you know, you're just a number and they see you that, they see you as actual people here. And, you know, and they try to make it fun. And if you do, if you do your job at a high level, you know they'll work with you. And I like that, man. Yes, everything's cool, man. I, I love it. Right? Okay. Oh, what? My first green comes at the free throw line in the fourth quarter. <laughs> Not a big deal. Not a big deal. Which I should do is get a professional in here, have him play. Oh, see, I was waiting for the smack talk to start. It took a few weeks, but here we go. Now, now, now we're getting into it. LJ, when you're off the court, what are, what are some of the things that you like to do when you go home, uh, when you're not playing 2K, when you're not smoking fools in 2K, what do you like to do? Uh, really just like to relax, man. I am told you I'm a big gamer. I'm not just straight like where I play just like these video games and like... Sports video games? Yeah, I like to play all types. Like that game called... I switched to PS4 because they had a... Uh, Got the new God of War coming out. Yep. And then, uh, what was the other game? They had that Spider-Man come out on PS4. They that did. was awesome. And they got the... This new, uh, you know, first-person Star Wars game coming out in a month on the fifteenth. Yep, that's what's supposed Fall to be. in order. I think. Mm -hmm. yep. Supposed to be pretty awesome, man. Yeah. Watched it for a while. They got a Avengers game coming out where you can play with Black yeah. uh, Black Widow. Yeah, you can customize the Avengers, so you can like customize what Iron Man's suit's gonna be like, and you can customize the you Hulk. You play as the Hulk. Yeah. Like, it's gonna be awesome, man. Like I really like doing stuff like that because you know. I've, Doing this 24/7, 365, and yep, just like something to help me wind down. And Did you play games as a kid too? Is that something you like to do growing up? Oh yeah, but I kind of once I got to college, man, I got more in. Yep. So, did you ever play any of those NCAA football games? Were you a big fan of those? I'm telling you, before I started playing, uh, <laughs> playing this, like 2K, my player, Road to Glory was where it was at. You know, I've never really, I like Madden, but Road to Glory was something different, man. You know, yeah, Campus you Legend. You know, Keith, well, I used to do kind of cheating. You know, I create, a, I create a player. I think everyone did that, right? You made yourself a 99. Yeah. You were a freshman. You know, I, you know, I never played my actual position. You know? Yeah, running back, but also, you know, would return kicks. You sleep, I played QB. <laughs> I remember one year, I went to Toledo, won the Heisman four there years you go. Ago, and went to the Natty. <laughs> it's a blowout. It's not good. If you're a Boston fan, you might want to look away. LJ putting in work, 45-22, take a bow. One of the best to have on 2K yet. We'll try and see if we can get a best of matchup here, but LJ, appreciate it, my man. Appreciate you, man. All right, there they go, LJ Collier, Taylor Jacobs. I like to think that Taylor is throwing these games just to make the, uh, the players feel better about themselves. Well, we'll wrap it up next. Uh, Ray Roberts, Dave Wyman here at the Snoqualmie Casino on Hawks Live, and we'll give you our final predictions and wrap up the show. That's next. Hawks Live, every Thursday from 7 to 9, live at Snoqualmie Casino on 710 ESPN Seattle. Welcome back to the Snoqualmie Casino, Hawks Live. Let's wrap it up here, Ray. What do you think about this team? We've talked a lot about um, tonight that uh, people, I use the term hand-wringing. I don't know why. I guess that means like you're nervous, you're yeah. worried about, you know, you're worried about this team. They're 6-2. and two. Uh, If somebody told you at the beginning of the, it, it's like a bad golf shot. Right? You know, if you hit it off the sandy can and then it hits the tree and then it hits a rock, but it lands like a foot from the hole, 
You don't care. I, I don't care. You don't care what it looks like. I, I'll be honest with you. Coming into the season, uh, someone asked me what would I predict the Seahawks record to be, and I started at eight and eight. And wow. so they're they're more than they're well on their way to winning more than eight games. Uh, and then when I when they talk about the strength of the schedule and what's coming up or the next game and all that, man, it's it is a it is a one game season. And so if you can figure out in that week in that game how to win that game, that's that's really all that matters. And 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 in that format, against all the other teams we have left to play, I'm taking Pete Carroll and Russell Wilson. Every single day, and I've said this all week, and twice on Sunday, mm. because because I just their their history, Russell's ability to to to, uh, to make plays in the in moments that plays need to be made, and then even even Pete sometimes when it seems like he's getting in his own way, like in the crucial moments, he more times than not comes comes up with the with the right thing to do, and so if if there was something I was looking for for this week, it would be it would be to just win the game. And then to shut up all of the hand ringers and all the <laughs> all the people that are chasing all the data and the stat that's trying to tell us that there's something other than six and two, and uh, and so to get to seven and two, that's that's the key stat for the whole for the whole week. I think the the reason why people do that is because they don't want to get hurt. They don't want to go all in <laughs> yeah, yeah, and go, yeah. yeah, I'm a Seahawks fan, and then uh, and then people say, oh, you were foolish to do that. Well, yeah, yeah. who cares? Let's say you are. I'm all in, dude. Yeah. So I mean, and you're right about the the one game season because I'm looking at Tampa Bay, like we said earlier, and Dominican Sue, Vita mm-hmm. Vea, Levante David. I mean, it's going to be like that every week. Yeah. Every week you you look at it, but but again, I think we forget we have Russell Wilson. Rabel and I, uh, the keys to the game is something that we do before Mm -hmm. the game starts. So we decided that we're going to start doing a Russell Wilson amazing stat of the week. (laughs) And one of them last week was that they were, he's now 30 and 7. He was 29 and 7 after a regular season loss, which is a better win percentage than anybody since the 1970 merger. Oh, wow. Yeah, so, I mean, there's things like that, and you have Russell Wilson. He's now got, what, 30 uh, overtime or fourth-quarter comeback wins. Mm-hmm. And so, and the other thing is Pete Carroll with Bobby and Russell, so since 2012, 44-17 in the regular season in November, December, and January. So this team finishes strong historically. Yeah, and, and like, we're, I think we may have said this off the air, is that, if if you're so if you think that the first eight games is just a, a house of mirrors, look at the rest of the schedule and tell me a game that you think the Seahawks cannot win. Yeah, <laughs> like, like well, you, I, when you look at the schedule, you're like they could win every single one of those these sure. games. Like even if, 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 so, there's not a team or a game that you look at and go like, well, for sure they're going to lose that game. And and so that's why my money is still on the Seahawks, even with the with the Forty Niners playing the way they the, the way they've played. And I'm not a dude that's just trying to go with the Seahawks because we're covering the Seahawks. Uh, I just still put my money on on the Seahawks, even in that situation against the Forty ers Yeah, you're right. And then you know, look at think about last year, uh, the Carolina game. There'll be an unlikely win, right? You know, whether it's you know at Carolina, at the Rams, at, at Philly, yeah, even San Francisco. I mean, you know, they're gonna they're gonna have a game like that. So, yeah, it's uh, just enjoy the ride. Enjoy 6-2, and two, everybody. Enjoy the ride and enjoy seeing the greatness of Russell Wilson, seeing the, the, the continued development of D.K. Metcalf, the unbelievable catches of, of uh, Tyler Lockett, the physical run and play of Chris Carson, the, the Madden 99 of uh, uh, Bobby Wagner, yeah. you know, watching uh, you know, Shaquille Griffin 
coming on and playing good football, Blair adding some pop in the set. Like, yeah. invest in those things instead of trying to invest in the data that's trying to tell you that they're going to be something other than what they've already been. Yeah, and don't invest in your worries. <laughs> exactly. Right? Yeah. All right. Be strong, Seahawk fans. All right, for Ray, thanks, man. That oh, was fun. appreciate it, brother. Had a blast, and uh, I'm not sure how much we're going to get Ray back this week, but I'll take as much big Ray Roberts as, as we can get here. I have time to redeem, brother. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> well, I want to thank uh, L.J. Collier, uh, Jacob Hollister for being on with us. Uh, NASA Chobie's our executive producer up here. I want to thank Brennan Hutchison and back on the board, Brian Shoning. For Ray Roberts, I'm Dave Wyman. We'll talk to you next week on Hawks Live. Hawks, Hawks Live. Live. Every Thursday from 7 to 9, live at Snoqualmie Casino on 710 ESPN Seattle. All new this year, a Seahawks player every week will sit down for an interview while playing their favorite video game. Watch the interview on our Twitch channel, youtube.com slash mynorthwest and 710sports.com.